Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Hello family, welcome to our online celebration. And my name is Eddie and it's an honor and privilege to preach God's Word today. Let us pray together. Now, Father, I thank you so much for the privilege of preaching your word. And I thank you so much because your word is life. Your word is able to transform our lives to become people that you created us to be. And so I'm praying in this next couple of minutes, would you bless the hearing of your word and may we become doers of the word because it is the doers of the word that are blessed by the word of God. I thank you. In Jesus' name, I do pray. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Now, it's May, and our culture as Watoto Church is to focus on the family. And so May is our family month because we believe that family is so important. We want you to have a family that you enjoy, but also a family that enjoys you. We want you to have healthy relationships. We want you to build healthy, strong, and happy families. We believe this is important because the family is a key building block for any healthy community. If your family is healthy, if my family is healthy, we will have healthy communities and a healthy nation. And so for the next couple of weeks, we are going to be focusing on someone that are going to empower you and equip you to build blessed families. You see, God's Word also is for building healthy families. In fact, the last two verses in the Old Testament through the prophet Malachi say this, Look, I'm sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. Now, these two verses highlight God's heart for the family. God wants you and I to have healthy relationships in our families. And if we don't have healthy relationships in our families, if our families are broken, we experience the consequences of broken families. And if we're to be honest, today, we are all experiencing the consequences of living in a society or in a day where families have been broken. You see, there are high levels of divorce and marriage breakdowns, fatherlessness. Many children, boys and girls, are being left without fathers. You know, there are high levels of teenage pregnancies. And in Uganda, this statistic is one of the highest in the world. There is moral decay each and everywhere, lawlessness, corruption everywhere. And I believe we dropped the ball in the family area. Now, if we build our families, According to God's word, I believe we can experience God's blessings in our families. Now, not only are we experiencing the consequences of broken families today, there are people around the world who are promoting agendas to actively break down the family institution the way God desired it to be. I came across the 10-point charter by Alice Bailey. She is considered the founder of the New Age because she was the first to use the term New Age. Her writings and teachings promote occultism. 
She began writing books about God based on mystical insight after her marriage with Episcopal priest broke down and then she divorced. She died in 1949. And this is her agenda. This is what she said in 1949, just before she died. She said that we need to take God and prayer out of the education system. Reduce parental authority over children. Destroy the Judeo-Christian family structure or the traditional family structure. If sex is free, then make abortion legal and make it easy. If sex is free, then make abortion legal and make it easy. Make divorce easy and legal. Free people from the concept of marriage for life. Make homosexuality an alternative lifestyle. Debase art and make it run mad. Use media to promote and change mindset. Create an interfaith movement. And then lastly, get governments to make all these laws and get the church to endorse these changes. What an evil agenda. You would think that these 10 ideas were written in 2020 because they have come to pass. You see, the same Satan that attacked the first family in the Garden of Eden is still at large. And he wants to break your family. He doesn't want us to build healthy families because he knows when we have healthy families, we are going to experience community transformation, which is at the heart of Watoro Church and everything that we do. But on the other hand, God wants you and I to have healthy families. He wants us to build blessed families because when we are blessed in our families, our communities will be blessed as well. When we build our families according to God's blueprint, which is his word, we will experience blessed families. And this is what we're going to be doing for the next couple of weeks. So look out every Sunday. We are going to be equipping you, skilling you so you can build families that are happy, healthy, and enjoyable. And we call those families blessed families. But for today, I just want to take some time and point a picture of what this kind of family looks like so that we can build towards this blessed family. And Psalm 128 gives us a picture of what this looks like. I'm reading from the NIV, verse one says, Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Yes, this will be the blessing for the man who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children. Peace be on Israel. Now this psalm paints a beautiful picture of a blessed family. And it's our prayer that through this psalm, we can see elements of the blessed family that you and I can aspire to build. And I believe as we become blessed in our families, community, our city, our nation, your nation, your community will also experience the prosperity and the blessing from God. So what we learn from this amazing, beautiful, short psalm, verse 1 says, Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to Him. Now this verse simply states that obedience to God's Word or fearing God and walking in His ways is the foundation 
to experiencing His blessing. If you want to prosper in your family, if you want to prosper in your relationship, you need to obey God and His Word. Because obedience leads to God's blessings in our lives. You see, we all want God's blessings. We all want to be at a place where somebody can look at our relationships and they say, wow, what an amazing couple. What an amazing family. What an amazing family of children who are obeying their parents. Wow, what an amazing picture of a blessed family. We all want that. But we forget that it takes intentionality. It takes obedience to God's word to building such a family. And here is a blueprint for a blessed family. The first verse is from Genesis 2, 24. It says, There is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. It all begins when a biological man and a biological woman come together in a covenant relationship called marriage for life. And when you come together, the Bible says, you walk in the blessing of God. That is his blueprint. It begins there. And then, of course, Ephesians 5.21, Paul says, as married couples, as husband and wife, says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. I like reading this verse backwards. Let me read it this way and see what I mean here. Out of reverence for Christ, submit to one another. In other words, building a healthy marriage, building a healthy family, building a blessed relationship, a blessed family begins from Jesus. It does not begin from me or my wife. We cannot be the center of our relationship because I'm not strong enough. I don't have enough grace. I don't have enough love in my own strength. It must begin from the one who gave himself for me. And when I receive from him, I'm able to pour out into the other relationship that is my wife and my children. It all begins when we center our relationships on Jesus and what he teaches. This means husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Wives, submit to your very husbands, not every man, your husbands as to the Lord. Children, it means honor your father and mother so that you can live long lives. You see, when we obey God's word, friends, we experience the blessing of God. Now, the rest of the verses highlight some of the blessings that we can enjoy when we build our families on God's word. The first blessing is provision and prosperity. Oh, those words are very common in the church circle. We love provision. We love prosperity, but we forget that it begins when we put God first in every part of our lives. Verse 2 says this, you will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. The psalmist here is saying, when we put God first, when we walk in God's ways, we are going to enjoy God's provision. God will bless the works of our hands and we shall prosper. Jesus, while teaching his disciples who are worried about the things of life, told them this in Matthew 6, 33, which I love, I love this verse. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all the things will be added to you as well. In other words, put God first and see God do what only he can do, provide for you and prosper you. So commit your life to God. Put God first in your work life, in your career. Let him be first and God promises 
to provide for you. David said this in Psalm 37, 25. I was young and now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or the children begging for bread. Friends, if you are going to build a blessed family, put God first and he will provide for you. He will prosper you. You see, our kids are on holiday and this holiday we decided to find some work for our children so they can learn the principles of work and earning. And so when they found this work, they were so excited about the earning part, not the working part. And so they were dreaming about the toys they were going to buy at the end of the holiday. But I told them, hey, hold on children, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you spend anything on the toys, number one, you must honor God first. How? 10% of your reward, of your earning, must go to God. So give to God, save some of your money, and then spend the rest. What am I teaching them? Put God first, even as you work, as you apply these hands to work, because these hands, the strength that we have, has been given to us by God, and we will give an account as to how we've used everything, every opportunity, that God has given to us. So friend, make a decision to honor God at your place of work. Commit to honor God at your place of work. Be it your business, be it your career, be a person of integrity, be excellent, don't cut corners. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. And if you honor God, he will honor you in return. The second blessing that this psalm highlights is a pleasant wife. Huh. Who doesn't want a pleasant wife? We all want a pleasant wife. Watch this. Verse 3. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Now, for us here in Uganda, the word vines are strange things. But let me just give you a little bit of a context on what this meant for the Israelites when they heard this psalm. You see, a wife here is compared to a fruitful vine because a vine expresses tranquility, peace, and prosperity. In Israel's culture, vines produced grapes, which produced wine, which was a source of joy to the Israelites. So the blessing here is your wife will create a peaceful atmosphere at home. She will be the queen of your home. You will enjoy coming back home. Why? Because your wife is happy. Like they say, Happy wife, happy life. But she doesn't become happy just by saying, be happy. You must obey God's word. You must love her like Christ loves the church. You see, this is the picture of a healthy marriage. Now on the other side, there is a picture of an unpleasant wife. And King Solomon wrote many proverbs highlighting unpleasant wives. And you know what? You can't trust Solomon because he had a good experience. 700 plus wives, wow, that guy was anointed. <laughs> Listen to Proverbs 22:19. Proverbs 22:19 says this: Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome house. Woof. You don't want to be in this kind of house. But when you obey God, the Bible says, you are going to have a happy and a pleasant wife. You will enjoy going home. Your family will enjoy you because you're building that relationship according to God's blueprint for family. 
And then thirdly, this Psalm tells us that when we obey God, when we fear God, our children will flourish. Our children will flourish. Verse three, the second part says, your children will be like an olive shoot around your table. Yes, this will be the blessing for those who fear the Lord. Now the other blessing that God will give to you through your wife is children. You see, children in this verse are likened to olive shoots. Now olive trees are evergreen and they are a symbol of longevity and productivity. And so here the psalmist is saying, when we obey God, when we put God first in our family relationship, God promises to bless our children with long life and productivity. It's one of the prayers that I hear um, people pray is that I want to live long to see my children's children. Hey, it begins when you build your family relationships on God's word, when you follow God's blueprint for your family. Now, children are a welcome blessing that God gives to families. And they come many ways. Some of them come biologically, others come by fostering, or they come through adoption. Now, as I'm preaching this word, maybe you're listening to me and you are a couple that has been, you know, working. You've been um, waiting to have children and has been very difficult. Know that we, as your pastors, we are praying for you. And we are praying that you do not quit on one another during this season of waiting for those children. Wait on the Lord and see God do what only He can do. Stay in your marriage. Don't quit. Don't be like our culture here in Africa where it's very common when a couple doesn't have children, the people on the husband's side, the mother-in-law will come to the son and say, son, get another wife because that wife is barren. The blame is put squarely on the wife. And biologically, we know this is not true. And so husband, do not quit on your wife during this time of testing. In due time, God will bring forth, will create a miracle that only he can do. Now, husbands, I want to speak to you. Don't quit. Stay. Honor God, and God will honor you. You see, I'm reminded of a couple in Watoto Church that went through a season of not having children. It was very difficult for them for many years. They prayed, they served the Lord, they were faithful, uh, they were part of a, a married small group, that family that prayed for them, but they're not having children. And so the mother to the husband came and, and began to tell the son, son, I have different candidates, I have some women that have planned for you. Quit this marriage because this woman is not giving me grandchildren. Now this man was tempted to live in this marriage but because he was in this marriage cell, he was being encouraged and being prayed for, he stayed in the game. He did not quit. He, in fact, quit on the mother's advice. Fast forward, by the time I left my former campus, this couple had been blessed with four children and counting. Friends, let us trust God. Let us trust God and just obey what God says and leave the results to God because that is only what God can do. All he asks you and me is to stay faithful to the marriage covenant. Don't quit. Stay in your marriage and watch God bless you. I also want to say that 
Children don't complete a family. You are a complete family, husband and wife, period. Children are welcome members of the family. And that is why at a certain point in life, they will leave you alone and you're going to become empty nesters, a full family like you were before children came. So don't be under any pressure to define family as husband, wife, and children. A family is complete, husband and wife alone. And when children come in, hey, you enjoy those blessings and you do everything you can to make sure those children are raised in the fear of God. Now, lastly, in this psalm, we see the psalmist conclude with a powerful prayer. Verse 5 and 6 says this, May the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children. Peace be on Israel. You see, friends, the blessedness of a godly family will extend to other generations. The blessedness of a godly family will influence and affect its neighborhood, the community, and the nation. And that is why we at Watoro, we are so passionate at building blessed families. Because we believe when our families are blessed and they are prospering and they are happy, we will impact community. We will show them a picture of what it means to be faithful even when everybody around us is unfaithful. A marriage between husband and wife is a picture of Christ's love for his church. You see, friends, Jesus will never quit on his church. Jesus will never divorce his church. Jesus is always faithful to his church. And since we are his children, he wants us to become like him. And when we become faithful, we are committed. We stay in the game even when it is difficult. People around us are going to ask, why? And that gives you an opportunity to share. It's because Jesus has never quit on me. Therefore, I'm not quitting on my marriage relationship and my children. Resolve to build your family on Jesus. Because Jesus is going to empower you. He's going to bring blessings to you. And ultimately, it's going to bring him so much glory and honor. I like what Joshua said in Joshua 24, 15. He resolved to live for God in a crooked and wicked generation. This is what he said to the Israelites. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable for you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Friends, blessed families, blessed relationships are a result of you and I building upon God's blueprint for every family. And the foundation is none other than Jesus, who loves you so much, will never quit on you, is always faithful, He's always present. He's always loving. And when you receive from Jesus, He will also empower you to give that to your family and you will live in His blessing. And so my friend, I want to pray for you at this moment. Maybe your family is going through some difficult moments. I want to pray for you that God's blessing will abound in your family. And then later I'm going to pray for you who's listening in today. 
you have not surrendered your heart to Jesus, Jesus loves you and he wants you to know him personally. But for now, I'm going to begin by praying for every family that is experiencing certain pains right now. Would you bow your heads and let's pray together. Father, I thank you so much for every person that is a part of this service, that is listening in right now. They are part of a family and that family could be experiencing certain kinds of pain. But God, we know you are faithful. You said, call unto me, I will show you great things. God, I'm praying and I'm calling upon you to pour your grace upon every family today. We pray that where there is tension in any relationship, God, I'm praying that you enable those people to resolve that tension, where there's bitterness and forgiveness. Oh God, I'm praying, may they surrender to you right now and may they forgive as you've forgiven them. I'm praying that they will experience healthy and happy relationships right now in the name of Jesus. And for those who are married and have been waiting for children, they've not been coming, God, I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus, would you bless them with children? Oh God, I thank you because you're faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. And now, if you've not surrendered your heart to Jesus, I want to pray for you because Jesus loves you. You know it in your heart. You are not living for Jesus. You are living for yourself. You are living in sin. Hey, you can never experience God's blessing out of Jesus. Come to Jesus and then He will do something incredible in your life and you will build upon a foundation that is sure and secure. Can I pray for you right now? Now, repeat this prayer after me. Now, this prayer does not save you. It's just you verbalizing your faith in Jesus. Say, Jesus, I am a sinner and today I choose to follow you. I'm born again and you are my Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you pray that prayer as simple as it is from your heart, the Bible says you are born again and welcome to God's family. Now, do let us know who you are because we want to get in touch with you. Write to us and the email is going to show up on the screen or if you are online, something's going to pop up on your screen. Click it because we want to get in touch with you and make sure that you grow in your new found faith. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watertochurch.com. Hey,